This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, here we go. Here we go. The number one team in baseball, the Baltimore Orioles, Eric Arditi. Right? I mean, am I wrong? No, I mean it's it's you know it, it's pretty it's pretty factual right now. I mean they are they are. <laughs> I don't know if they're the Braves. I I again bias aside, I think they're the best team, but they're playing awesome baseball right now. So okay. uh, you 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 graced us with your presence on the Power Rankings podcast once, and shockingly you picked the Orioles. But in the in in the time that has passed, it's actually you were well ahead of the curve. I think. Mm-hmm. And you would so you would you want to go on record right now? We haven't we don't have the power rankings podcast out this week, but we can we can sort of weave this into it. You will say you don't know what the other nine look like, but you'll take the Orioles at number one. Yeah, I I, th- I feel confident in them being able to take a series against anyone right now with how they're playing, <laughs> um, with other teams' injuries, what they're kind of doing right now. I I would take the Orioles over the Braves, the Dodgers. The Rangers in a free fall, not a free fall, but any of those other teams, I, I would 100% take them. Okay. Well, the that leads me to the question, which I've, you just answered. Can the Orioles win the World Series? Let me give you, before you answer that, which I already know the answer to it because you just said it, but FanDuel odds, this is just to, to stoke the fire in your belly. FanDuel odds to win the World Series. What Which teams, I'm going to give you, how many teams do you think are ahead of the Orioles when it comes to the FanDuel odds to win the World Series right now? I would say maybe – I want to say two, but I, I'll say maybe three because I don't know where they have the Rays in this weird situation limbo kind of thing they're going on. I, it's right. probably the Braves, the Dodgers, and then the Rays if there is a third team. Four. Four, four. teams. And it's not even the Rays. The Rays are the Rangers and the Astros – the yeah. Braves, Dodgers, Astros. The Braves are plus two eighty. The Dodgers plus three fifty. The Astros plus seven hundred. The Rangers plus eight hundred. And your Baltimore Orioles plus nine hundred. No respect. Good value. Still. Good value. Good value. <laughs> Listen, hey, as I say all the time, Eric, it's their prerogative to be wrong. It's mm-hmm. their prerogative to be wrong. So, but this is this is the question I have for you. 
can the Orioles like, okay, that's fine. You know, we can say they're the best team right now, but I want to know, can the Orioles win the world series? Now I'll say this. You just had the key acquisition, Jack Flaherty have a bad outing, right? Mm -hmm. This is sort of where we, this is one of the things that I think that, and I, I I do want to ask you about your perspective of the trade deadline um, of how people are, are handling it, how people saw that, how if Flaherty was enough or not. But, uh, but you know, you, you have this team, which obviously is a very good team, but are they equipped to win the World Series? The floor is yours. I think they can. I think this offense is, is an off. I think they, the offense is good enough to win a World Series. The pitching has always been the thing. It, that, that's what the whole season is dependent upon. Um, Kyle Bradish has pitched like, like a Cy Young candidate since the All-Star break and a little bit before. I think he's now tied with Garrett Cole, 303 ERA. Um, he's been incredible. I mean, yesterday he was unbelievable. He struck out seven of the first nine. Um, it, it, he was awesome. He's been fantastic the entire year. And it's crazy. They got him in a trade for where, when they got rid of Dylan Bundy um, <laughs> a couple of years ago. That was the fr- I believe it was the first trade Michael Elias made. He got four guys back. Three of them were awful and never saw the light of day. But Kyle Bradish has been that guy. Um, Grayson Rodriguez. I mean, I think we talked about him earlier when I was on and he was he was up and then he was down. He was up and he was down every start up and down, up and down. It, it was and then he got sent down to AAA for I think it was four or five weeks. And ever since he's come back, he's looked like the Grayson that we thought he was going to be. So, again, that's kind of like there's your one and two right there. Mm-hmm. And then you just mentioned him, Jack Flaherty. I mean, he's he's had three starts with the O's, I think. Um, one of them has been awful. One of them was really, really bad in San Diego. It was terrible. Um, the other two were pretty good. I, I, he was striking out. He struck out eight guys in each of his first two starts. He got himself into some trouble, but then he was able to get out. I, I really like what I see out of him. And, again, for a team that's very young, you have Kyle Gibson, too. But – I mean, he started playoff games. He knows what it's like to go, you know, get the ball in a big situation with the ballpark buzzing and all that. So I, I think he's a perfect guy. Um, it, it, but like I said, it's all about the pitching. The bullpen, too. Outside of Felix Bautista, it's very shaky. They can catch fire. Cano is starting to show signs of, like, that early May Cano. But if everything is clicking with the bullpen. And <laughs> you're, they, you're, not, you're making can. me a little nervous. You're making me it's, a little nervous. I, because I'm trying to talk. I, I think they can. I really do. But again, I, I know that there are issues. There are glaring holes. And like you said, the, the trade deadline, they sh- they could have and should have done more and, and they didn't. Um, but again, we're also, we may see John Means come back in a couple, in, you know, maybe two weeks. He could be a bullpen arm. DL Hall, another highly touted prospect who's kind of fallen. He's another guy that they're going to put in the bullpen. So they have these guys that, that can kind of sure up their rotation in the bullpen. Um, but it's tough to depend on those guys coming back from injury. But so I, think so, they, I think they can. So I want to ask you about the deadline. So this is everybody was looking at the Orioles. There was a few teams everyone was looking at. Like, what are they going to do? And mm-hmm. I was actually on TV as it was unfolding, and we were watching. It was coming down to the end, and we we're talking about the Orioles because the Flaherty thing didn't happen to the very end, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And and so the you know we have to fill time and we have to have conversations. And so mine was. Well, Michael Elias, you go back to the last deadline, they get Cano, they they do a good job with all these these deals. You trade Mancini, you know, everything works out. And and like you said, there's other deals that have worked out. But here you are in a different spot. Here Mm -hmm. you are, this is the next part of your resume, which you have to build. What are you going to do? How are you going to prove yourself? And so they get Flaherty. Okay, you know, all right. Like, is it going to be enough? But to your point, I'm interested in your perspective 
of what the feeling was like then. Obviously, I think that it would would make you feel a lot better if Dylan Cease's name replaced Jack Flaherty. Dylan Cease was the guy, the the name that you, probably Orioles people wanted, right? That was, mm-hmm. am I wrong? No, you're guy. right. I, I said I would shave my mustache. I would shave just into my mustache and I would we would all go to his first game, his first home start if they got him. So <laughs> you want him. And so you... So you come away with Flaherty, and so what is it like? How, how first of all, what would you grade it? What do we grade it out from your perspective? I think it's a B minus. Uh, okay. Again, I I like him. I like his pedigree, but when the Orioles were being talked about with Verlander and and Cease and guys like that, it was like, oh, this could this could be the like, hey, we're good. We're really going to go for it. Um, and obviously, Verlander had the no trade clause where he. The Orioles could have offered Jackson Holiday, Heston Kerstad, Adley, and Gunner, and Verlander mm. could have said, "I don't want to go to Baltimore." And there's nothing, you know, the Astros could have done. So I figured once, or uh, there's nothing the Mets could have done. I figured once the Astros got into the conversation, that's where he was always going to go. Um, but the cease thing again, we, I mean, a lot of people saw that floated out there, and I don't know how deep the trade talks got. Apparently, they wanted Jackson Holiday, and the Orioles were <laughs> firm yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. I definitely get that. Um, but yeah, it was, and then again to to come away with Jack Flaherty. No offense to Flaherty, but again, we were looking at like we were looking at Verlander and Cease, and you get Flaherty, and it's kind of like, uh, okay, well, we can make it work. Again, I I like him as a pitcher. He seems like a bulldog of a guy, but when you're flirting with you know the top dogs, you come away with the middle middle of the pack guy. You're like, oh, okay, well, it's not the worst. We could you know could have done worse. But, but but Eric, here's the thing: is that this is. And I think the Reds are going through this right now. The Red Sox are somewhat going through it. It's this, yeah, it's nice. It's, it's a nice story right now. But look at what look at what we're gonna have in 2025 and 2026. And mm-hmm. but but you guys have waited so long. Like and, and like here it is. It's right here. And yeah, you have a lot of great young players, but still the American League is so like flawed. Mm-hmm. And here, and you just said it yourself. They can win the World Series. Isn't there an element of like everybody, the Orioles? Yeah, we have great young players, but come on, let's not piss away this year. Yeah. No. Again, I, I, I'm, I like. We want to win now, and it, like, yes, it's nice that. And prospects are prospects, just for that reason. Like, I have, you know, we have friends who are like, would you trade Kerstad and this guy for Otani? And there are people saying no, and it's like, what do you mean no? Like, what do you mean? It's Otani. Like he could, he could single-handedly win you the World Series this year. Like he could be that guy. And it's like you worry about later, later. Like you worry about now, now. Which I, I, you know, and I, I get it with the cease thing, but it's, it was kind of, again, not, not letting the air out of the balloon a little bit, but I, I took it as like I, I think of this team as kind of like the 2015 Cubs when they lost in the NLCS to the, um, to the Mets, and Daniel Murphy had like 35 home runs that series yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But it's like. The, the Orioles weren't, I mean, they literally just passed their Vegas projected wins. Like, they weren't supposed to be here, which is fun. It's, you know, it's like you said, it's a great story. But, it, like, a lot of people think next year is the year where they're going to make the big splash. And I do believe that. I think this offseason at the winter meetings or whatever, that's when they're going to make the trades. It would have been nice to see a Michael Elias kind of say, you know what? We're going to go for it this year. Let's go get a Dylan Seats or let's go, you know, package and get, um, you know, some of the guys from Seattle who who they kind of looked like they were going to start selling and then they got hot. Um, but, you know, some of the guys like that, instead of just getting Fuji from Oakland and Flaherty. Um, so, yeah, p- people were upset. People were definitely pissed. And because, again, it all kind of stems back to a year and a half ago when Michael Elias said, you know, we're going for liftoff. In yeah. the and then they signed Kyle Gibson and Adam Frazier. 
But like you said, they're 30 games over 500 right now. It, I know. It, I know. I, you know we, we get so caught up in the trade deadline, Mike. But, but you, you reminded me also, I think it was Elias in early June, mid-June at the latest, where he's like, we're not about what do you say? He's like, this isn't this isn't about like just make we're we're eyeing acquisitions and not only gonna make be about making the playoffs, it's about making a deep run in October. Remember that quote? Yeah, yeah. 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 So okay. I mean, so that's good. Like that to me was like, all right, here we go. Here we go. I mean, so mm-hmm. for you, for like for as the as of one of the voices of the fan base, so we sit here, you're right. I mean, they're a good team. I don't we the the trade deadline's a fun thing, man. It's like mm-hmm. it's a fun little conversation. It's a random fun day in the middle of the summer where I get no work done and I just refresh on Twitter all day. Yeah, yeah. And then and then we make judgments of oh, this grade out the trade deadlines. Well, you know, Seattle sold and and they've been on fire. And you know, they have other teams who've bought like, obviously the Angels, like they're the disaster. And Arizona so, got a, tr- a closer, and they've been dog water ever since. Right, and so, so as we sit here, the Orioles are still winning. As we sit here, the Orioles are on really good, firm ground at the top of the division. Is there an excitement now as we're approaching uh, September? Is there? There was this building excitement there anyway. What is? What's the vibe there right now? Well, the vibe around the baseball team, the 26 guys on the roster in uniforms, is fantastic. The vibe around the club with John Angelos opening his mouth every single day. I don't know if you saw what he said this morning. Yeah, I saw that. Just like, gee, good Lord, man. It, it's That's a conversation for a whole other day. But that's how I actually got on here the first time was after the Martin Luther King uh, press conference. That's uh, right. That's right. But, and then, yes. of course, now he's talking about finances in the New York Times again. Like, just... Again, I've never seen someone try and suck the air out of a town more than John Angelos. 30 games above 500, day off today. They're they're playing great. They're coming home, nine-game home standing. And he's like, by the way, I don't know if we can keep all these guys. Like, Thanks, John. Appreciate it, dude. Um, but again, the 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 vibe around the players and the, the team is awesome. I mean, you know, there, there's another article that just came out. The Orioles want to get a clubhouse dog. And it's like, there it is. That's what when people ask, like, the Kevin Brown situation, John Angelos, do the players think about that? They're sitting there thinking, what are we going to name this dog? And meanwhile, John Angelos is like, we can't keep all you. And they're like, yeah, we just want a dog, dude. Um, but, <laughs> Sorry, we, no, cannot like, afford, we cannot afford a dog. Guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, we can't get Purina, but we can get another We can get another dog <laughs> food, but not Purina. It's cost too much. Um, but no, I mean, the, the team is, is the vibes are great. I mean, you saw it yesterday with Gunnar. Gunnar almost hit for the cycle and just didn't stop at first. He could have stopped at first for the cycle. And he went to second. The guys are giving him crap from the dugout. Um, again, they had the the one hiccup in the series against Houston where they were, I mean, they were a pitch away from, from you know, taking two out of three from Houston. And then they go into Seattle, who was the hottest team in baseball, celebrating, you know, their King Felix, putting him into their Hall of Fame. And what do the Orioles do? They gut out two, you know, gritty wins and take that series from them. Um, drop two out of three in San Diego, but then they sweep the A's, which they should have. So the vibes around the team, I mean, this is people know this is a special thing. This is a very I mean, I have friends who are like, so where do we want to go for this playoff game in two and a half months? Like, what are we doing for this? Like, we're trying to set up live events. I'm talking to bars and restaurants to like, hey, where that's, are we gonna That's awesome that? though? That's great. Yeah, it, well, again, it it's great. And then you realize you got John Angelos trying to trip you from behind, <laughs> kicking your foot out. And it's like, dude, just let us enjoy this. Like, stop trying to be Jerry Jones and Dan Snyder. Just let the team play. Like, what are we doing? But you know what, though? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's a sad trombone. Yeah, like, it's it's 
It doesn't matter though, because there's nothing that he can do or not do or do whatever um, over the next. We're at this point where it doesn't matter, man. Yeah. It doesn't so it's matter. Just, it's background noise to them, and and I think they're handling it very well. And again, they're just if they keep winning, this stuff will keep going away, and he'll it'll be like a whack a mole where Andrews will pop his head up and try and say something else. And Gunner will hit a walk off, and he'll smack him <laughs> on the head, and he'll go back down, and then he'll pop up in a couple of weeks. But like you say, I, I, it doesn't matter. I think the team knows, like, hey, we're a really good team, and they're one of these teams. They they don't know really losing. Like none of these guys have really been on the losing ball club. You know, they're like, we're supposed to be here. They're just, you know, they're playing with house money, but they're they don't know that they're not supposed to be winning this much. So, and again, factor that in with not. It's a very serious subject, but the whole thing with the Rays and Wander, like you know. That may sink their season. It has well so the Rays as the Rays as a whole. I mean, the Rays as a whole, even before the yeah. Wander stuff, it just it seems like they're taking on water and injury after injury. And- it, it's that, and that's my point. Is that the, I've never Eric seen an American League where it was like it's so flawed, uh, and maybe the Orioles are the least flawed. I don't mm-hmm. know, but I I, they, I think they are flawed. I mean, this isn't a this isn't a disrespect to them. I totally buy into the fact that they're the best team in the American League. But still, you just rattled off the pitching staff. Like, okay, <laughs> well, I'd rather have the Twins go in, you know, Twins, mm-hmm. the starting rotation, go into a, a series. But still, it's uh, it's it's so flawed, but yet so attainable, which is mm-hmm. awesome. And I, I, I hope that the – well, I, I know that the fan base appreciates it. How's the bird bath? How did that, that, that go? The, has that bird been bat. going well? Yeah, good. Sold out every game. I mean, you can't every game, really. Yeah, pretty. I think it's pretty much every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday game. Um, but you know, if you want to go on a Tuesday night versus the Marlins or something, like the White Sox are here in, in a week and a half. If you want to go to like a Wednesday game versus the White Sox, you could probably get in the birdbath if you want. So, so let me ask you this. I think I brought this up on another podcast that we had. We were talking about the Orioles and T-shirts, the the best combination. So you know, we have these Orioles colors T-shirts, which we still haven't distributed. Um, I mean, we've distributed. I've distributed to Jackson Holiday. So there you go. <laughs> and on Saturday, Sorry, yeah, on Saturday. yeah, yeah. So, um, so my question to you: Should we send the t? If we had a choice between the two, should we send the t-shirts to the team to say, "Hey, players, if you want to wear them, you can wear them," which is always a crapshoot, right? Mm-hmm. Players like free t-shirts. I know oh, yeah. that, right? Yeah. Or should we send a bunch to you to distribute to the birdbath people where they can all like wear them? I, I can give them out. I got no problem. I, I kind of, I make my rounds around Camden Yards and I say hi to people and I, you know. But dude, I, I, I just, I feel like it's like a cool thing of like, if they, if everyone has these things. You oh know? yeah. Yeah. No, that would be awesome. Um, all right. It's yeah. I don't know. It, it, either way is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm just, yes. I, I'm just toying with the idea. Sometimes because we had, there's some teams that like they say, hey, we want the free T-shirts, and then mm-hmm. you know, two guys wear them. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. The bullpen, the bullpen coach, and like the, and, <laughs> and the ground guys. I, I mean, yeah, they don't understand. It makes your it makes the triceps pop. Um, so, uh, well, you had mentioned something on Twitter also, which I found interesting. You had said, "Who is the MVP of the Orioles?" Right. It's a it's it's a bizarrely good question. And people are asking me and they're like, here's my pick. Who's yours? And I'm like, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. I legitimately I don't know. I mean, I was talking to my dad about it yesterday and I said, you know, could be Adley, could be Felix. It could be Brandon Hyde, could be Mike Elias. I mean, at every point of the season, 
you know, Ryan O'Hearn kept them afloat for a month. Austin Hayes played awesome the first half. Aaron Hicks was great for two, you know, two or three weeks when Mullins went down. Mullins could be, you know, it's Felix. There's so many guys that it could be. Now it could be Gunner. Mountcastle missed a month and a half with Vertigo. And now it could be him. He's the I mean, Gunner's going to Gunner's going to win the rookie of the year. Oh, I mean, I I have a bet with Gunner to win. I think he was plus two fifty, and then I parlayed him and Corbin Carroll. And now I'm worried about Carroll. Early on, I was worried about Gunner, and now I'm like, oh no. But yeah, I mean, he's going to win. He's going to win rookie of the year. I think going away now with with the the injury to uh, yeah, young down in Texas. But I I, I really don't know who it's going to be. And the Orioles, you know, they do it where they vote with their media they, with the MVO um at the end of the year, but. I gun to my head. I do not know who I would pick. There's it could be fifth. It could be five different people. Go on. Different, I'm so. not going to put a gun to your head, but pick one. Pick I'll prob- one. probably say Adley. Um, again, the stats don't jump off the page at you, but the way he handles the pitching staff and the, and you know the games he calls and just I mean, if they win a game tomorrow, that'll be 80 straight series that they haven't been swept and he's never been swept. I think they said going back to the minors, the last time he was swept was like. It was like the second or third week of 2019, I think, or it was, it's something like that. Like, or maybe he got swept in college or something like that. But it's been it, it. There's something about him that just winning gravitates towards him. You know, they're, they're, I think their winning percentage is over 600 since he came up. Um, again, whatever it was, the light switch flipped when he when he took you know the 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 plane ride to to um, from Norfolk to or drove or whatever from Norfolk to to Baltimore. But I think he would be the easy answer. But again, if you said Felix, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. If you said Gunner, I'd say, yeah, I get it too. You know, so it's it's a fascinating conversation to have because, like I said, fifteen different people can answer, and fifteen there will be fifteen different answers. I just are there are there really you one of the people you mentioned Felix Batista? Are people really like worried about him? Like like I saw you defending sort of like, come on, let's calm down. Like is this this like oh wait, we don't we. And this maybe this goes across the the entire board, entire roster. Well, we'll see when the the pressure really is on. We'll see what happens. I mean, he, do people do really doubt like him? No, not really. There's a handful of people who I think just kind of like to go against the grain. Like one of the guys used, well, he gave up a home run in the All Star game. Can't handle the big lights, and it's like, <laughs> oh no, he did. There was something like that. That's that's what sent me off about it. I'm like, what do we? I said the second you bring up the All Star game is when you lose. <laughs> As like, I will not have a conversation about. It. I won't. I said these. It's the same fans who, after Mo blew the World Series in 01, they would have said, "Oh, he can't handle the big lights. Can't he? Can't do it." You know, it's like, what are you talking about? Like people blow saves. It's it's going to happen. Like, and when he did it against Kyle Tucker a couple of weeks ago, Kyle Tucker's a great player. He's you know he's in the top five for MVP. Um, it was a fantastic at bat, and it's like he got beat. That happens. It's baseball. It's sports. It's li- like you're never going to be perfect. So every time he comes in, I, I'm not worried at all. Again, he's been shaky of late, but he's getting used every game, you know, every other game. And that's why the last two weeks when he's had a lot of time to rest has been has been good for him. But I mean, there there's a handful of people who are like, I don't trust him. I don't do the like, if you don't trust him. I don't know who you. Well, trust. again, brace yourself because there's going to be a lot of that. It's gonna oh. be because you're going into the unknown, man. You're you're like diving into the deep end here, and people are like, "Well, is this gonna continue? Oh, what happens when this happens? What happens when that happens?" And then you can you can win every game from now until the end of the year, and the playoffs are gonna roll around, and we're gonna be staring at Grayson Rodriguez pitching game two, and people mm-hmm. are like, "Oh, is he gonna be able to handle it?" You know, yeah. So. It happened to Britain in 2014. I mean, he, you know, the bullpen, the bullpen was so good that 2014 year, and they blew the first game against the AL, you know, in the ALCS um, against the Royals. And people were like, "Oh, this team, you know, Britain, Britain stinks." And it's like, what do you? 
What do you mean he stinks? Like, no, it's just, it happens. Like, that's what happens. But I'm with you. That's, again, we're, we are going into the, we're, we're, oh. we're taking that sub down to the deep depths and we don't really know what's down there. <laughs> no, no, no. Not that sub, but I'm super yeah. excited to find out what is down yeah, there. Yeah, not, no, yes. People are already freaking out. They're just getting into the stuff. I said it's like people complaining about how much dinner is, and they they haven't even ordered their appetizer yet. And it's like, why why are you doing this? Like, let's just breathe. Like, enjoy the meal. Then you can complain after when it's when it's you know a four hundred dollar dinner or something. Like that. <laughs> it's so true. By the way, you went uh, speaking of Batista. I was talking to Kenley Jansen the other day, and he said he had this question which I didn't have an answer to. So Batista wears seventy four. Hmm. Why do you know? Do I don't know. I one of my guesses may be that just is what the number he was given. Well, you know? and, and the obvious reason I ask is Kenley wants to know if it's because of him. Oh, I don't know. I can try and do some digging. I, yeah. I can try and do that. Like there's a like I was also thinking like Tyler Wells, who is six foot eight. He wears sixty eight. And I asked him, I was like, "Do you wear sixty eight because you're six eight? And he's like, "No, I just, they just gave it to me." Oh, really? It's yeah. a good one though. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe, uh, maybe Bautista like wants to look seven four, and that's a yeah, that's what he's saying. <laughs> did, I ever t- did I ever tell you? So last year, uh, maybe I told you this before. So last year, after the the whole thing about his entry music came out with Wire, I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is awesome!" I want to talk to him, but I didn't know him. Like, I didn't. I barely like, knew what he looked like. I actually didn't know what he looked like in large respect. And um, so I, I go in, they're coming to town. I got my baseballs and boring shirt to give them. And I'm like, he comes out with, a, with the uh, translator. I'm like, this isn't going to work. It was, the <laughs> shirt was like either a, medium, a medium, medium or a small, medium or a large or something like that. The, the big winner was a translator. He uh, he has a free shirt. So. I got Brandon. I love Brandon. Um, <laughs> so there's a funny story into how his size. When he was in Bowie, Somebody, they tried to get his measurements forever and they just couldn't get him for whatever reason. Like when he came over from the Marlins and they were like, we have him at six to um, 190 pounds. And so my friend, my buddy worked PR for the, and that was his job was getting everything lined up for the, you know, the opposing teams and all that, their information. And he was like, he's looking at the sheet and he's going Felix Bautista, this number, you know, six to 190. And he's looking around. He's like, that guy's big. And he's wearing that number. That's not him. That's not, it can't be him. And so he called the guy with the Marlins and he goes, Hey, what's the d are you sure you have these measurements right for felix i can't find him and they were like oh no they're wrong he's massive we just couldn't ever get like his measurement (laughs) as like a like an on it was an ongoing joke in the bay Sox league and with norfolk too they were like we're just gonna keep it and he was like every the first series that they always played the teams he goes it never failed we get a call being like hey is this right like he can't fit into his locker like, are you sure he's this big? And they were like, no, he's much bigger. So it became like an ongoing running joke. I love it. that's one of my favorite things is to like right. find these like measurements yeah. of of guys and you're like, this there's no way. Like they especially retired players. Yeah. There's David no Wells baseball reference is like 200 pounds. I know, that's- I know. So let's look up uh Felix Batista on uh all right. All right, 68285. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. See, that sounds right. I yeah, would say I that. can buy that. Right. I mean, I might go a little higher in 285, maybe, but it's representative. So yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Because the 62190 was like, even like in MLB The Show last year, that's what they had them listed at. So I had to jump them up another seven inches or six inches. <laughs> And add on like you know a whole me to his body weight just to get him like, look accurate. So another another great thing about this baseball reference is the nicknames. Now tell me if you've ever called Felix Batista the Mountain. Oh yeah, that's that's the nickname. That's his nickname. nickname. Oh, that is his nickname. Okay, yeah, because the whole King Felix thing started with the Mariners. People they were mad. So Felix won reliever the the month after the month that they played the Mariners and he gave up that home run to Mike Ford and then they ended up winning the game anyways. But they said something like, you know, crown King Felix or something when he won reliever of the month. And that's when the Mariners fans like lost their mind. Their announcers were like in tears on air. And that's when the guy in Seattle like accosted him at the all-star game. It was like, tell your social media team to knock it off. And like, again, this guy doesn't, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't understand what he's saying and it's the best day of his life. And he's getting yelled at by some guy who's nicknamed Softy on Twitter. So I didn't, we <laughs> him King Felix before, but you're damn right that all of us call him King Felix now just to shove it in their face. And again, <laughs> the guy sold his soul because the night of the all-star game, when he gave up the home run, he's like, we did it. We won. And it's like, again, all right, if you want to hang your hat on a home run in the all-star game, go for it. But like, <laughs> I'll take the reliever of the month three times this year. Uh, again, too, way too much like stock in the all-star game. Oh, God. Um, all right. Well, listen, we've we've solved a lot of problems today, Eric. We've we've defined a lot of things. I will uh, I will patch this in. I will we will make it clear. If you want to send me your other your other nine for your power rankings, I'll we'll, we'll make a card up. We'll we'll put the Orioles in bigger letters if you like, because we know it's number one. But um, yeah, you you make a good case. You make a good case. That's all yeah. I wanted. And like you said, the AL is wide open. The NL is a well, it's more top heavy. But again, I mean, it's like you said, four or five teams can come out of the East, and it wouldn't shock me, you know, either way. So I'm I'm hoping that though it's a long cold. All my friends are going. It's going to be a very expensive. I think the Ravens have two or three home games in October, and they're all going. It's going to be a very expensive October for us. And it's like that. <laughs> there's an issue. Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel are playing at Raven Stadium on one of the days that there's supposed to be a home game in the ALDS. So people really? are trying and they share parking lots. So that's the thing. Everyone's trying to like the concerts at like seven or eight o'clock. So they're well, like, I mean, let's let's be honest. Let's be honest. If it was Springsteen, if it was like Springsteen's and I think in September. So well, yeah, but if it was like if it was Springsteen, Morgan Wallen, it would be one thing like yeah. All due respect to the Stevie Nicks. Okay, you, we we can push this. We I'll go see push. Jack. I'll go see Jack Flaherty over them. I'll, yeah. I'll, 
applied <laughs> some other time and and only the good die young but I'll, I'll take jack flaherty and grayson over them all right awesome stuff this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 